0: Welcome back to the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host Alex, joined by Matt, um, special guest, co-host, freaking flyer on the P- a Shots Aside podcast. Whatever you want to call him, uh, Matt. How you doing today?
1: Doing good. Just, uh nice to be doing uh, another another breakdown. Going going with the Brooklyn okay. Nets.
0: Speaking of breakdowns, yeah. Got the Brooklyn Nets on tap today. Um, 45 37 record last season. Surprising a little bit, but they also did have Kyrie and KD and I think James Harden there for a little bit as well. So um, their record really doesn't implicate kind of what their roster is today. Um, Sixth seed in the East last year, seven and nine in their division, 30 and 22 in the Eastern Conference. Lost to the. uh, Philadelphia 76ers in four straight games um, in the playoffs. Um, Matt, what did you see from this team um, after all the trades with KD going to the Suns, with Kyrie going to the Mavericks? um, What did you see from this team once they made it into the playoffs? And uh, what did you kind of think of them being a six seed going up against the Philadelphia 76ers?
1: Uh, Well, it was uh, definitely a much different team with a lot less star power without KD and uh, Kyrie. Um, I think that they're still a pretty competitive team, though. I mean, like they gave Philly some tight games in the playoffs, even though they weren't able to close them out, ultimately. But I I think it's a team that has a lot of room to grow, too, because they're a fairly young team. Um, And then... Obviously, like guys like um, having like Simmons back. Um, supposedly, if if he does come back this year, he, uh, apparently he's the healthiest he's ever been. It was reported a, a couple days ago. So right. I don't know if that's that's true or not, but it'd be nice to have him back. And then I and mean, we'll get into some of their additions. He's been he's been
0: healthy. He's been a healthy a lot during the off offseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll see if it translates. During,
1: during the off season. he looks like LeBron James in, in workouts. Um, <laughs> and then we get to the season and he doesn't know how to shoot anymore. And he's, his back starts hurting. So we'll, we'll see what Ben we get.
0: Yeah, I, I hope he, we don't hear any more. I'm not going to call them excuses because they're not excuses. Uh, I would never say that for somebody that actually deals with any sort of you know injury especially back pain because back pain is uh you know it's it's tough to kind of get rid of you you really never do get rid of it so it's kind of tough to kind of work through that especially when you're a professional athlete like ben simmons is but you know it's it's good news right that you know he's not feeling any pain right now he's looking good in warm-ups and in practicing and stuff so that's a good sign but um yeah. I mean, I wasn't really expecting too much from this team heading into the playoffs last year. Just, you know, it, it was nice to see a little healthy run of Mikkel Bridges and seeing what he can do when he's, you know, the number one option on team. And then you had, you know, Den Whitty who sprinkled in some stuff, Cameron Johnson, who also did. And then um, but I, I they just were no my, match for, you know, Joel Embiid's size. You know, Claxton couldn't really guard Joel Embiid. Um I, I just thought it was a bad matchup for them to get that first round matchup. But for this young team, it was still good sign to see them, you know, make it to the playoffs um, and actually test out this young core. And, you know, looking at this roster, like I said, you got Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Nicholas Claxton, Spencer Didway. Uh, we talked about Ben Simmons. You also got two possible trade pieces, maybe three, in Dorian Finney-Smith. Royce O'Neal and Cam Thomas and then you also have Dayron Sharp who is also still on the team um, Matt what were some of these additions that Brooklyn brought in this offseason to kind of you know not really sure up their lineup but maybe give some of those guys uh, that we named in the roster you know a little bit of help going into this next season and kind of see you know where they can go this next year
1: yeah, I mean, as far as roster additions, they, nothing crazy. They added uh, Lonnie Walker in free agency um, and Darius Baisley from Phoenix and then also Dennis Smith Jr. I think those were the three free agents they added. Um, well, I don't think. I know it is. it is. <laughs> and then uh, they, they yep. drafted rookies Noah Clowney, um, I believe, Clown, he went to, I want to say it's either Alabama or Arkansas. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, um, it's one of those two, I know. He... Or Auburn, maybe? He went to yeah.
0: Alabama. Al- no, he went to okay. Alabama. He was yeah. a freshman
1: at Alabama. I knew it was an A school in the SEC. <laughs> but uh, then they also drafted Derek Whitehead from Duke, who I mean, at one point, Whitehead was projected to go a lot higher, but then had kind of a rough year at Duke. Um, then they also drafted Jalen Wilson, and then kind of like a rookie, but in his second year, they brought in Kennedy Chandler, who was uh, or waived by the um, Memphis Grizzlies, who was a early second-round pick last year. So, I mean, they brought in some nice young guys. I think... None of these guys are really um, world beaters as far as right now, Um, but a lot of guys with potential.
0: Yeah, I think the Nets are kind (laughs) of, I I don't want to speculate, but I would guess that they're probably done making huge trades for (laughs) All-Stars at this point after, you know, failing on their second attempt, first one being with. KG and Paul Pierce. Granted, they were a little bit older in their careers and at the end of their, um, you know, timeline. But I think this this past one kind of stung. You know, having three future Hall of Famers in James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all walk out the door. Um, you know, I think it's time to start. You know, a fresh new uh, new page in this uh, Brooklyn Nets history. Um, and I think it's looking bright with, you know, if they ho- hold on to Mikael Bridges, they re-sign Cameron Johnson. And then uh, we'll kind of see how Nicholas Claxton works, but, you know, a little bit undersized at the center position. Um, and then also bringing in these, these three new uh, rookies. Um, getting into no Clowney a little bit. I mentioned he was out of Alabama, six foot ten, forward, center, freshman out of Alabama. Uh, they took him with the 21st pick. I think he averaged what was it, 4.8 points, 5.4 rebounds, and a steal and a block in summer league. So, didn't really impress too much in summer league. And then with that pick afterwards, they literally they back back picks the 21st and 22nd pick. You mentioned they picked Jarek Whitehead, who's a six foot six, 217 pounds freshman out of Duke. Um, I think he slipped, kind of like you said, probably due to some injury concerns, but he didn't play in Summer League, so we didn't get a, a good look at him, but bringing in Jalen Wilson out of Kansas uh, late in the second round, um, which one of these three, Matt, do you think is going to have the biggest impact from the get-go this next season, or maybe none of them?
1: Uh, you know, I don't really think any of them will have like a, like a huge impact, just because... I mean, really, it's not not that typical for rookies to have a huge impact. Even even some of the top rookies can struggle, um, at least for the first half of the season. Um, I think if one was, it, it would maybe be Clowny, just because um, usually like a, a bigger player can like slip right in, and that's like a big need for them because Dayron Sharp. Um, I mean, he he's decent, but I feel like. I mean, that's that's something that they lacked, especially, like, in that playoff series. Like, it was pretty clear that they were getting bodied down low by Embiid, um, even though he missed a game in that series. Uh, but he's the one that I, I could see making a little bit of, I don't know, not like, probably more off the bench, honestly, like maybe, like, 10 to 15 minutes for him. Um, other than that, like, I think Darryl, Derek Whitehead like could be good long term. I think it's gonna take him a year or two to get uh, like accu- Um Really, for them, I think it's more just like guys that are already on the team, kind of progressing more and like getting chemistry. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you see out of those rookies? You, anybody make a major impact? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I think you put it well and said. You know, looking at their their needs of, of size, I think is a big, big thing, especially in the East. You mentioned Joel Embiid. It's not just Joel Embiid. I mean, you look at Boston, who also got another big in Kristaps Porzingis, who we just talked about in the previous podcast uh, episode. Um, and then you got Milwaukee, that has Giannis. Uh, the Cavs got two big guys uh, in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Uh, the Knicks have you know Mitchell Robinson and and Julius Randall. So there's a lot of good big guys in the Eastern Conference and and you got to be able to combat that with some of your own. And Brooklyn, you know, maybe they're not the greatest picks, but, like, if you're picking around 21, 22, um, I think a guy like Noah Clowney can, you know, develop into somebody that, you know, is a good defender um, and maybe he can work into, you know, work on his offensive game as well, which he hasn't really shown to this point, but um, he's got the room to improve and the, you know, the space on the, f- I think, I think he's going to get some playing time probably around like 20, 25 minutes to start really? off is what I would guess at like that four. Yeah, I think he will. Depending on the Ben Simmons situation, are you going to play Ben Simmons at like the four or you'd probably have to, right?
1: Yeah. or the f- I, He was playing the five a little bit.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, and, and that's that's saying if Ben Simmons is healthy for an entire season too, which we haven't seen, you know, since the Philly days. So, and even then he was still missing. Yeah, so, I mean, they Um, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that. I mean, the team's kind of interested in that power forward because, like, you got Royce O'Neal and then Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, and Cam Johnson plays the four sometimes. So, I mean, they kind of got just a bunch of forwards on their team. Um, but none of them like super tall forwards, which is kind of funny.
0: True. True. Um, you brought up Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. Um, I mentioned earlier they might be trade candidates. Um, do you agree with that? Or is that you think that these two will probably have a hard time getting out of there? with their contracts
1: yeah i mean i i could see them as trade candidates if they decide to go that direction like if they decide that this isn't going to be a competitive year because i think also they have like the type of team where like they have so many picks right now that if they could somehow get a star like they could be a competitive team like right away so like kind of depends on like if yeah. if they could get somebody to go there or if they want to decide to go the other way and trade some of for more picks so kind of in an interesting spot as a team because I, I think that there will be some guys moving like with obviously dame's gonna be moving but he'll probably go to miami but like guys like siakam like his contract's up like is that somebody they'd maybe be interested in um, or, I mean, you never know. Right. Like, or maybe maybe they're interested in Carl Anthony Towns. Like, if things implode with the Wolf, like, just random stuff. Like, I could see this. The Nets are kind of interested. I think they could go either way.
0: Yeah. Looking at their draft picks, uh, they have a 2025 first round pick, theirs and Phoenix's. Uh, no 2026 pick. Uh, they have a 27. 27- pick swap with houston a first from phoenix and a first from philly in 2027 two firsts in 2028 and three in 2029 so they got a lot of draft picks that they can use for trades like you just said if it's you know Damian lillard Carl Anthony towns um or if they want to go for younger players uh, i'm not sure who those younger players would be but in this scenario i i feel like if you want to Players that are going to match up with Mikel Bridges, which is... I believe he's turning... He's got to be like 26 at this point, right?
1: Yeah, I think 26, 27.
0: Somewhere around there. Cameron Johnson, probably around the same age. They were both a little bit younger coming... Or a little bit older coming out of the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, somewhere in that timeline. Unless you just want to blow it up and kind of just start from scratch and use those draft picks going forward. um, I mean... I just don't know if they have the confidence as an organization to be like, sure, we'll go in on another Damian Lillard trade, bring him in with Mikkel Bridges and, you know, whoever else is left okay. there. Um, I, I just don't know if that's the route they want to go down after you know the debacle that just happened. No, ended.
1: yeah, I definitely don't think Damian Lillard, I don't think he fits the timeline at all. But, like, I mean, a cat or uh, even maybe, like, yeah thinking like forward like if Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to stay in Cleveland um, right yeah right.
0: and they do have they do have some cap space too I mean they're 10 million under the luxury tax 22 million um, under the super tax but the main thing is just that Ben Simmons contract which I believe is around what's it around like 35 million
1: yeah which is honestly a, a bargain with how contracts are looking now
0: yeah, maybe after the Jalen Brown contract for sure. But even that, I mean, puts them over the actual cap space by 30 million. So, I mean, they still, I think they're, what's it? They still have their non taxpayer mid-level exception worth 12.4 million. So, you know, maybe you bring in somebody like Christian Wood, who's still in the market could be a possibility. They have a biannual exception um, which is, I believe, around $4.5 and, and then seven trade ex- exceptions worth, I think, more than $45 million due to the, the trades with uh, Markeith Morris, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kessler Edwards, Kevin Durant, TJ Warren, and now Josh, or Joe Harris and uh, Patty Mills. So, um, actually, we didn't even talk about uh, the subtractions of – of this team, who are, who uh, left the team? If you want to go over that real quick before we yeah head getting into a the next point. carried
1: away, um, <laughs>
0: yeah I know, <laughs> no that's totally fine.
1: Not nothing crazy for subtractions. They they lost um, a lot of actually good shooters, but I mean they still do have good shooters. That they, they lost Seth Curry. Uh, he's with the the Mavs now. They lost. Patty Mills he's in a retirement home now in Atlanta um, <laughs> they lost uh Utah. he's in he's in Phoenix now um, and then lost Joe Harris I think that might have been a trade maybe to Detroit if I'm not mistaken um, I believe so yeah and then they lost drew Smith uh, David Duke jr the not racist, David Duke Jr. Um, And then Raekwon Gray Hmm. and Edmund Sumner. So, I mean, nothing nothing crazy.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, no, I mean, Joe Harris, injury-prone. Seth Curry, I feel like on a year-to-year basis, we're like, oh, this guy's, I mean, he could be a really good role player on a contending team. And then the next year, he's on a team like Brooklyn that doesn't play him at all. So it's, you know, you're not really sure what you're getting from Seth Curry from a year-to-year basis, but still a solid player that you can add off your bench for scoring, three-point shooting. Um, and then, like you said, Patty Mills, probably probably at the end of his career, I would say. And then Watanabe, um, I think is going to be a good... It's probably good value for Phoenix, especially at the cap hole that they were on, trying to get, you know, the limited uh, players on the mid, uh, minimum. So, you know, like you said, they didn't really lose that much, but the people they brought in, in Lonnie Walker, Darius Baisley, Dennis Smith Jr., I think, you know, it adds a little bit of shooting. Um... A decent point guard, especially, I'd say Dennis Smith Jr. is probably one of the better defensive point guards in the league. Um, so if you want to go down that route, it helps to have him uh, defend a little bit more, um, which I didn't really have with Spencer Dinwiddie. So, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was that, whether it was additions or subtractions, I didn't think anything really moved the needle for me for Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, they they made most of their big moves before the end of the year, so they're kind of staying pat now.
0: Yeah. We're going to take our short break. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about some questions and talking points. We'll get into um, some of the you know final thoughts that me and Matt have on these Brooklyn Nets. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. Uh, looking at this coaching staff. Um, first off, GM Sean Marks. Does a, I think he's done a phenomenal job um, dealing with the whole KD Kyrie stuff. Um, obviously, it's not looked great on his part, but um, he's got some good young talent that he's you know kind of built this Nets team around. Um, head coach is Jack Van. Uh, they got a number of assistants, and Kevin Ollie will do. Will Weaver, Jay Hernandez, Adam Caphorn, uh, Trevor Hendry, Ryan Forehand-Kelly, Ronnie Burrell, and Corey Vinson. Um, two-way contracts that they just signed. We mentioned one of them, uh, rookie power forward Jalen Wilson out of Kansas. Uh, average close to 18 points per game and 8 rebounds in Summer League. Pretty impressive. Uh, the other guy that shined for them in Summer League was... Uh, Shooting guard slash hybrid point guard, uh, Armani Brooks. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Armani Brooks making this two-way contract? Uh, Pretty solid player, even at, uh, I think he's turning like 23 or 24 now this
1: year. Yeah, man, I think it's a good good two-way contract. Um, He's going into his, uh, I think it's his third year he's going into Third year, um yeah. So I mean, not not super old. I mean, I don't think he's gonna do anything crazy. I think he could maybe get some backup point guard minutes. Um, but I mean, at least at the very least, he'd be a nice G League talent for them to help develop some of their younger guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think anything crazy is gonna come for it or from that. Um, he was really good. Kind of reminds it, me of
0: like a. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Jalen Noel type of player um, that can kind of give you, like, a spark off the bench if needed. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, the only yeah. reason I would see him getting any playing time is if there were some injuries, that being, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's dealt with some injuries, Dennis Smith Jr., who's also de- dealt with some injuries. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if Kennedy ben Chandler Simmons. would even... <laughs> it's, yep, Ben Sims as well, so he
1: used to play um, point guard you know, he
0: yeah, well, he does add, like, some you know, spur to the game, but um, you know, that back is still kind of a little limber, you know
1: yeah not, now he's more of a center <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, I mean, might, might work out in small ball lineups, but never know um Cam Johnson and uh, Mikael Bridges were um, selected to the USA Olympic team. Big news for not only Brooklyn Nets fans, but for those two young players uh, being able to represent their country and, you know, have a chance of winning the gold medal, which um, is a high possibility, I would say.
1: Yeah, is it, is it the Olympics this I mean, normally here, for or USA what, teams. Or what is it? It's, uh... I think it's something I else. I think it's
0: the... It might be the FIBA. It's oh, yeah, the, the, FIBA. the FIBA. Yeah, like the World Championships League. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I might have mispronounced that. Not the Olympics.
1: But, I mean, they do good. They could be on the Olympic team. Especially Mikhail.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, and... I mean, um, you know, Nets do have a game next year on, I believe, January 11th against the Cavs where they're playing in Paris. So, you know, tying that in, you know, it's it's going to be kind of cool to see like a regular season game. I'm not sure what time it's going to go on, um, especially in Paris, France. Um, but I, I believe it's the first game, first regular season game that's going to be played in Paris. So that'll be kind of cool to kind of – you know, be able to watch that, see what the stadium looks like, how, you know, France kind of takes on the NBA culture, which, you know, I know they are big fans out there in, in in France. So, um, it'll be, it's kind of cool to see the game kind of globalize even during regular season games, you know, seeing Mexico city games with, you know, I I believe the Spurs are normally in those games. And then, you know, I I believe Miami was Miami played in last year, uh, in Mexico city. Cool to see that. um Have we had any other games that have been other out of seas or overseas?
1: Um, I don't know about regular season we games. Had... I mean, there there's been some preseason games in, in China before. China.
0: Have we had any London games?
1: London kind of sounds right. I know. I mean, yeah, I know I the guess... NFL does, but
0: right. I feel like we have. I don't. I just don't know if they've been during the regular season before like this game will be so yeah um something to look forward to
1: surprised they didn't put wemby as the first paris game
0: (laughs) no um kind of surprising maybe i mean they might have another paris france game before this one i'm just not i just know this one popped up when i was doing a little bit of internet research on the brooklyn nets but um you know maybe maybe Wimby and the Spurs are the first ones, but um, as of now, from what I've read, um, this will be the first one. So.
1: Oh yeah, I was um, just saying because he's from cool. France.
0: No, I know, I know. Uh, it would make sense if Wimby was the first <laughs> yeah. one. So, yeah. But, um, we talked about Kennedy Chandler a little bit. Um, I, th- I found it so weird that Memphis because If I remember correct, they gave up a second-round pick and some cash consideration um, to the San Antonio Spurs to take Kennedy Chandler, that being the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Like you said, I I believe pretty early in the second round. So kind of weird after the whole John Morant situation, trading away Tyus Jones, um to just give up on somebody like Kenny Chandler uh, when you could have kind of used him. Um, and now he, you know, he goes on a Brooklyn Nets team who he'll have a chance to maybe get some backup minutes uh, at that point car position. Uh, what are your thoughts on just, you know, that whole situation with Kenny Chandler?
1: Yeah, I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him to a two way contract. Cause I feel like they could, they could probably use a, another backup point guard, too, um, especially because he, he's younger than Ronnie Brooks, who's already 25. Um, and then from the Grizzlies' perspective, I mean, it is pretty interesting that they let him go because he, he has been pretty solid in the the summer league. Um, and, like, they are lacking point guard depth, too, because they did bring in Marcus Smart, but they also got rid of Tyus. And then... Um, Jaw's obviously going to be out because he's um, Jaw Wick this summer. He was firing guns around. Um, so he'll be gone for 41 games. So uh, I don't, I'm not even sure who their backup point guard would be right now. I think.
0: Is it 41 games or is it 21 games?
1: Oh, is it? I thought it was half the year, but maybe it's only 21.
0: I thought it was only like 21-ish, 22-ish.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that might be right. I thought it was...
0: Which is still a fourth yeah. of the season.
1: Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was a fourth of the year. But, right. I mean, either way, I, I'm not... Do you know who their backup point guard is? For Memphis? Yeah, like, without Jaw there. Like, behind uh, Marcus Smart. Like, I can't even think of it, which... That's no. why it's kind of weird they just let him go and and yeah you're, you're right it's, it's 25 games 25 yeah
0: yeah i'm not sure who their backup point guard is obviously they're gonna have marcus smart start but it, it's just puzzling to see them move on from somebody who they traded up to go out and get and then after one year of you know playing their g-league system they just kind of move on from them um of weird and i thought on brooklyn in in their summer league he had some nice flashes passing the ball um you know he is a little undersized at the point guard position but I, i i think he's a solid i liked him out of the draft uh i was a big fan of him so i mean seeing him move on you know he might have a little bit less chance of getting on the floor you know Than he would have, you know, in Memphis, because I mean, we can't even think of a backup point guard for Memphis. I I think he would have fit perfect. Oh, that's right, they just signed Derrick Rose. So, but I mean, even then, still, I mean, yeah, are you going to count on Derrick Rose to give you backup minutes on a daily basis at his age? Maybe, but
1: probably not.
0: Probably not. So. That's why I feel like it would have been perfect for him to you know, have that his second year in Memphis. Maybe he's just not the type of point guard Memphis is looking for. But then again, why do you trade for him um, late in the second round and go up and get him? So I, I just didn't really get it at all. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he'll have a chance to maybe get some backup minutes. Uh, probably not that likely. Um, with them signing Dennis Smith Jr. But, you know, injuries happen. We don't like them. Knocking on wood. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but um, it happens every year. So there is a chance that, you know, he can get some, some you know, not high minutes, but at least some game action at the NBA level. So uh, it'll be, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for Kennedy Chandler that he gets in minutes because, uh, you know, I think he, I like his game and I like what he can kind of bring to a team. So, um We'll see how it goes with them. But, uh, Matt, any final thoughts on this Brooklyn Nets um, team? Any predictions, record, division, conference, rankings?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll guess an exact record, but I think, um, I mean, it could be similar to last year's, but I think just I'll just uh, take a guess on where they'll finish in the division. Um for me I think they'll probably finish it depends on how teams run out of their rosters, but I, I think they'll finish last in the division, honestly. Um unless uh Toronto blows it up, which is definitely a possibility. Um so I think one of those two will be last. Um unless the Knicks implode somehow. But I, I feel like the Knicks, Philly and Boston are probably the top three teams. Um yep. I think you you could go either way. Like I I don't think either Toronto or uh, Brooklyn will be really bad, but I think they also aren't better than those three teams ahead of them. Um, right. So I I I think they'll finish last, but not like a a way down. I don't think they're like you know like the Detroit Pistons this year where they're like winning like ten games or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I mean they still have some talent on this team. I we mean, we mentioned Mikkel Bridges. Um, Cameron Johnson who just got the extension, Claxton's no scrub, Spencer Dayway's no scrub. Ben Simmons might be a scrub, but I mean they they have some players on this team that definitely can lead them to wins and unfortunately I'm just not that bullish over this team. I mean I think they're going to probably miss the playoffs. I don't they're not going to be a 6 seed next year. Um maybe they find their way into you know a play in situation but even then I'm not really too sure on I have them, record-wise, complete flip from their 45 and 37 record. I have them at 37 and 45 for next year. Um, just based on, you know, a young team and, you know, trying to see how Jock Vaughn kind of handles this team and do the- also, like, what kind of trades they're going to make. I mean, Spencer did when he's been on this roster two or three times, this might be a second time around in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. Right. And then Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal are on the trade block as well. So, you know, you never know. Um, and then the additions they made, I didn't think were that – they didn't move the needle at all for me. Um, I'd probably agree with you on the division ranking. I think they're probably last – like you said, depending on what Toronto does, do they keep Pascal? Do they keep, you know, Gary Trent? Some of these players that have been on this team, this roster for a while. My guess is probably yes, since they just re-signed Podol, um to be the starting big man center uh, for that team. Um, but, you know, things change during the regular season. If things go south, you might see them get rid of some of those players before the trade deadline who knows um conference ranking i have them 11th out of 15 so um don't ask me why i put them 11th i just i think that's i just didn't have make them the playoffs or the plan so i was like you know if they do make the plan it'll probably be a 10 10 seed um but since i have them missing the playoffs i think 11 is probably safe
1: yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty similar on that. I mean, after the, the trade there, like post uh, all-star break there, 11 and 13. So I think there'll be a team that's, you know, close to 500, but slightly under it. And I think, I mean, that's probably where slots are at then is around 11, 12, depending on which teams progress. But um, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Cause I th- think they have their own pick this year. If I'm not mistaken.
0: They have their own pick and uh, Phoenix's first round pick for this next year.
1: Yeah, so I I mean, I could see this being a down year for them. And I I believe they don't have their pick next year, too. So, I mean, it could be a little strategically planned where they do worse this year. And then they're better next year when they don't have their pick.
0: (laughs) Right. Or, I mean, you can use the Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith trades to possibly get a first round pick for 2026. So, and then we, we, I mean, I also mentioned they got two picks, three picks, I believe, in 2027 with, two picks with a pick swap in 2027, two in 28, and three in 29. So, I mean, they have plenty of picks. So, I don't think, I think that at this point, you just try to win as many games as you can. Um, I I just don't think it's going to happen these first couple of years unless they make major trades in trying to bring in, you know, an all-star. But my, my final thoughts just on this team is, you know, not to really expect too much out of the Brooklyn Nets this next season, but um, I think the, not to, not to follow in the, in Philly's footsteps, but the process in you know, building some of these young players, um, helping out the new rookies that they just got. Um, and then, you know, they've already assembled a bunch of draft capital to be able to bring in more talent for this team. So the future is bright. Um, this team is a team on league pass that you should probably keep an eye on because, uh, you know, Matt, you mentioned Detroit. I mean, Houston, sometimes Orlando, even though I think Orlando's is going to be a lot better. Brooklyn's not going to be a scrub team where you can just get an easy win. Like they're going to be a hard out every single game. Uh, I think defensively they could be really something special, especially with, you know, if Ben Simmons gets back to being all NBA defensive second team. I don't know if I'd go first team just cause um, I don't know if we're going to see all NBA Ben Simmons anymore, but you know, he's, he's still a solid defender Claxton's a good defender if he doesn't have to play against, you know, the bigger guys, Embiid, Jokic, that type. And then we know what we get out of Mikael Bridges, Jordan Finney-Smith, and Royce O'Neal on the, on the defensive end. So, um... And then you're adding Dennis Smith Jr. as well. So, I think defensively this team's gonna be fun to watch. I love defensive teams, and um, I'm looking forward to watch, keeping an eye on this team come next year because I think, you know... I might be a little bit low on them at 37-45 overall. I think they might do a little bit better than that and uh, maybe shock us just like they, they did this past year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said there. I think uh, uh, it, it also will be interesting to see year two of Mikael Bridges leading a team too because like, that, that, that's a real tough transition too. So like maybe he takes even like a little step up. Um, you never know. All star. I mean, he he is Bridges already 27, is sure. but I I could definitely see all star just because he's the leader of the team. Um, the numbers will likely be pretty good too, and he's one of those guys that I think he's hasn't even played like a bunch of games in a row or something like that. Like a, he
0: might, yeah, he might. I think over the past. I want to say since he came into league, like he, nobody has played more games than Mikael Bridges. Um, I, I don't even know if he's missed a game. Like he hasn't. I know he hasn't missed one due to injury. He he's might have sat sat one out later in the season just because they were running some bench players. But I I think you no, know, he's somebody that you can count on on a game by game basis and doesn't get tired, plays with max energy and seems to never get hurt unlike Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, and I think that's part of why I think they could be a decent team, like a 500 team maybe even, because I think they have guys that will play every night like Bridges, and I think Cam Johnson's been fairly healthy too. He had some injuries last year, but um, yeah, I don't know. They're an interesting team. Um, I I do think that they're really going to need this draft capital to help them in the future, though, just to like – Round out the roster that they have like the perfect role player roster, but they just don't have that like absolute superstar.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, I mean maybe Mikhail Bridges can turn into that uh you know, future all star, but he's gonna need somebody else too to kinda be either the secondary all-star or the main all star to kinda go with him. So um he's gonna I mean, if he, if he's gonna be like the Jason Tatum of the Celtics, he's gonna have to find a Jalen Brown in there or something like that. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but I mean, coming up next, uh, we will have a podcast coming out on, I believe Monday. Um, next up for breakdowns, New York Knicks. Um, Matt, have you decided, uh, what film we kind of want to do, or <laughs> I mean, we can still kind of talk about on the, you know, off the air too, but, Um, uh you know
1: maybe uh we'll come up with some and then we'll have adam pick between a couple yeah we do that yeah
0: for sure but um yeah make sure to like and follow if you enjoyed the podcast um follow us on our social media platforms that's at shots aside um send us an email comment below uh our email is uh shotside at gmail.com Um, any questions, comments, concerns, send it there. Otherwise you can just comment in the comment section below. Probably a lot easier for you guys, but, um, we will see you guys on the next one. Peace out.
1: Peace.